Jose, in your opinion, what's humankind's worst mistake? And Junior, I'll extend, extend the same question to you. <laughs> and there he is. Yeah. What's up? Nice. Junior, what's the scariest story that you know? Oh, dude. I don't know. Um... I don't remember if like I've ever been scared by stories per se. I don't know. Did you ever get uh scared by the the hook one? Ever hear that scary story? I've never heard that story. No. No, it's like uh, it's something like here's a condensed version. It's like there's two, there's like a couple, right? And like on the radio, they hear about like this maniac that's been like uh, like released from prison for whatever reason, right? He got Cosby'd. And, like, the dude is, like, missing a hand, and he has a hook, right? And they're driving or something, and, like, I think they have to, like, pull over, and something happens where, like, the girl's inside, and the guy's outside, and she hears, like, like, screeching on the side of the the car, and she's, like, freaking out, and like, we gotta go, we gotta go! And the guy's like, what do you mean? I just, I did something! And then, like, they drive off, and then, like... The girl's, like, freaking out, and by the time they get home, like, the girl, like, runs out, and the guy looks at, like, the, the car door, boom, on the car handle, door handle, boom, right there, hanging. It's a hook. It's told much better in, in book form, but... I see. Isn't, wait, isn't that the, the flashing headlights one? Uh... No, that one's different. That one's like the guy's driving, or that someone's driving, and then there's like high beam. There's like a big truck with like high beams behind them, and so like the lady's like keeps getting like flashed, like like the big truck's flashing behind her, and she's like, "What's what's up?" And I think she like pulls over or something, and then the truck pulls over, and she thinks she's gonna get murdered, but then like the trucker comes out, and he's like, "Get out the car! There's someone behind you in the back seat." There's a lot of, like, I'm pretty sure all those stories came from, like, the 70s or, like, serial killers were about. Like, yeah. Jose, what's a book everyone should read at least one time in their life? What's cool. I don't know. Nah, that's a weird question. Um, Alright, I got a better I don't question. know if I have one. I got a better sure. question for you. What's the worst season of a good show? Uh, season 8, Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn. 
That's kind of crazy that, like, just... That's crazy what happened to that. Someone that they fumbled the bag so hard. <laughs> just emasculate a franchise. But was like wasn't the writing on the wall already like like a season down where like they started going like they ran out of book material? Yeah, like um You you did feel it in season seven for sure. Do you think they did it because of Star Wars? What, like, rushed it? Yeah, they were just like, screw it. We got a, we got another gig going. No. Or do you think? I mean, maybe like, we have no idea what we're gonna do. This is the best we have. I mean, I think that was probably the the latter, right? <laughs> so you think they they did put a an honest an honest work together? I like to think they did. You know, I don't want to think that they just well, were like ah. Junior, because I mean they oh. were they were passionate at one point. So if, if they stopped being passionate, well, it's a shame. All right, tell ask Junior whatever you were gonna ask him. Junior, what are your thoughts on medically assisted suicide? Um, I mean, if they want it, why not? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... What so if they don't? You... <laughs> <laughs> then, then they don't have to... ask? Like, I don't think anybody's gonna be forced to die. Yeah, you go to the suicide clinic, and go to the front counter. Excuse me, ma'am. I don't want to die. And they're like, I'm sorry, sir, sure. we can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that. We only we only send people one direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is oh my god. Is there any, like... I know Junior's answered this question, kind of. But Jose, is there any musician or just even a genre of music that just genuinely makes you angry when you listen to it or you're just like oh my god oh my god it's awful maybe christian music christian music yeah dude you have to listen to a little bit more prince <laughs> Some of those. When he's feeling religious. <laughs> yeah, some of those are transcendental. 
No, I mean, like, you know, I like, I like Kanye. I like, I like oh, yeah. Jesus, Jesus is Born. Oh. Gospel, Not Jesus is king, though. Not Jesus is king. I did like Jesus is king, I mean, but it does have closed on Sunday. It has closed on Sunday, Ethan. I think I'm okay. I think I'm, I think I'm in the right. <laughs> With the lemonade. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Would you consider uh, Hallelujah uh, a Christian song? Like the, uh, whatchamacallit? The Leonard Cohen slash Jeff Buckley song? Oh, um, no. I wouldn't. It would be like saying that. Have you heard uh, the Nick Cave song, Into Your Arms? I have not. Okay. Um, well, it's a song that has a lot of uh, religious, like, underpinnings, or religious material just, like, in the song overall, but I wouldn't call it, like, an overtly Christian song. Would you call Jesus Walks a Christian song? Yeah, I'm not... I'm, okay, Jesus Walks is a banger. Don't get me wrong for what it is, but yeah, I'm not a fan. Like, I guess really? Is... Oh, really? I would say that, yeah, it's on the lower end of my of my Kanye songs. Really? Interesting. I'm just saying the way Kathleen needed Regis, the way these school need teachers. That's the way y'all need Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's not that good. <laughs> there he goes, his single. The radio needs this. This ain't gonna rock about anything, but... <laughs> it means sex, drugs, lies, gun, videotape. But if I rap about God... God! record won't get played huh oh i got fucking <laughs> Taking out by the car. would you consider uh closer by nine inch nail <laughs> it's a christian <laughs> it is a deeply religious song yeah it's uh yeah, there's a lot of Christian overtones on that one. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's repenting. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. repenting. His whole existence is flawed. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? What other Christian songs are there? <laughs> you know what's kind of crazy? I guess. <laughs> Would you consider Good Kid Med City a <laughs> Christian album? <laughs> <laughs> Because it starts with like that little like prayer sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it starts <laughs> and almost ends with a like forty seconds devoted towards like a prayer. Yeah. Nah. Lord. 
You know what the fuck I mean when I say Christian music, all right? We'll leave it at You don't? Ethan, have you heard of... Ethan, have you heard of Illenium? I haven't. Look them up, all right? There. Like, we're talking... Yeah, like the... We're talking, like, like concert... Like, Christian concert rock? Yeah. Yes. We are always talking about that, Ethan. Um, um, who else is really bad? There's someone with, like, a misleading name. Like, you see that name and you're like, that that can't be a Christian band, can it? And it sure as hell is. Like, Kill Switch Engage or some shit. Nah, I'm joking, that's an actual, like, <laughs> metal band. Oh, what about Personal Jesus, Depeche Mode? <laughs> uh no. And then by extension, uh black skinhead. <laughs> same song, huh? Yeah, same song. What else? What are the songs? So nothing by the band Atheist, the uh metal band. That would they are not a Christian band. Uh, not not that I know of. No. Very uh, anti-religious, if anything. Yeah. Uh. Like a generous interpretation, maybe good vibrations. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. How how generous we talking here, man? Jesus. Those from the album uh, "Music for the People." Seems like if if Jesus were alive today, he'd be making music for the people. Music for the people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got a point there. You got a point there. Boom, 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 boom. The divine chord. Well. <laughs> Doesn't say which god. Yeah, come on, dude. Now you're just associating divinity with Christianity. <laughs> Talk about a fallacious charge. Mashallah. <laughs> the avalanches are <laughs> the avalanches are haram. That is true. <laughs> Do you think you could play Vamp Anthem in a church? <laughs> yeah. I think I think people I think people would let it slide. Yeah. They'd be like, "Oh, what's this? A new hymn?" Oh. All right, I think I think we can start getting into it. 
You are better off in your own home. Stay there. And now, we all got our toes out. Our feature presentation. As far as I'm concerned, we've already started. Oh man! Nah, we <laughs> oh, they're can't. gonna get you. <laughs> they got that Jesus walks taken there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm I'm okay with. <laughs> Hell yeah! With having that be on on record. That'll be the. Uh, Been okay with the beginning snippet. <laughs> um, I mean, did we really start though? Because we never we never introduced it. We never introduced. <laughs> Just gonna no, say, and now, I don't care for Jesus walks. <laughs> <laughs> feature presentation. I didn't say I don't care for Jesus walks. <laughs> I do care for it. It's a lovely song. I'm just saying it's on the it's on the lower end of like my favorite Kanye songs. Six hours later. Or six hours earlier, I don't care for Job. <laughs> oh man! I mean, that that was just a cold open. Yeah. But like, but you see, with an introduction, you, you could we can have so much fun with that. We can change our names every episode. We can. Dude, Dude I opened the podcast as Joe Biden. What are you talking about? We can introduce ourselves differently. I can be like, yo, what's up? It's me, the sis you can't resist. I'm here. You know, just, just, we could, we, there's, there's room. There's room to play there is all I'm saying. I'm sure that you can have a better example than that one. That was, that was the only one that came to mind right now. And then we are not cut out for introductions. Jose, the man that set civil rights back like 70 years. <laughs> Let's make it 100. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Man. I've been gone for so long, I feel rusty. I know. Well, you, well, we gotta get back into it for this uh, 14th episode of the Midnight Snack Show. There, there's your introduction. There we go. Bam. Thank you. Like, dude, I want us. I want us to have like sound clips. You know, I want to. I want oh. it to be like. I want us to have like. Like an actual. You know, like those. Like, like you know, like radio those, show sort of thing. Yeah, like those trailers for like um, uh, you know, like Hell's Kitchen or whatever. <laughs> like for the for the sh for the like showing that night or for the airing of the show that night. And it's like just, you know, all of the juiciest drama of the episode. It's basically the entire episode. It's like focusing on like these two people. It's like, oh, they're, things are heating up, right? Like that, that type of sh uh, Like we should have that. I mean, Something like that. I don't know. I'm sure we'll probably get some with all the, the segments we have planned. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> I somehow want to. Like, be able to, like, I guess, like, for you guys to, like, listen to, like, 
whatever's audio is like on my end so that like i don't know i could put in like sound drops or something i don't know make things a little yeah. bit more spicier you know oh yeah we could well, i'm sure we can work something out maybe nah, it'll be weird to to hear ourselves though as we talk oh yeah that's true we don't want that we don't want echoes i don't think that i can handle that <laughs> you just drown this the rest of the episode in like reverb <laughs> she's gonna layer the audio like on top of itself like a hundred hey, hey, times hey, 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 hey. That could be a, a, an interesting experimental episode as we go into season two. I wonder what what, what things you're going to change in season two. What are the character arcs going to be? I mean, that, that's well, up to us. We're gonna we're gonna int- we're gonna introduce a battle pass first of all. <laughs> the midnight snack this battle pass. Is... Yeah, dude, we gotta we gotta monetize the fuck out of this. Yeah, <laughs> we charge them and they get nothing. <laughs> and they get nothing. That's I mean, the best we got part. we got we can also and yeah, we gotta start a Patreon. Who's, who's gonna gonna bite the bullet on that one? Who's gonna start it? Nobody. Because we gotta, dude, we gotta get like we have to we have to have supporters so that we can set up tiers of supporters. You know, yeah. right? Like, we just sell our body to them. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just legit. Our our yeah. DNA. <laughs> a little bit of theirs too. Interesting to presume <laughs> that we're gonna be giving the DNA. Interesting. <laughs> I'm telling you, like the highest donation. Uh any any one of us of your choosing will slut ourselves out to you for one night. Don't call it that. <laughs> what else do I have to call it? It is what it is. Uh, call it one. one call it a one-on-one experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of us will escort you on uh, a night out on town. Uh, that's that's not as interesting as being slutted it's, it's out. Classy though, it's classy. No, we're not a classy show. <laughs> that is true. But you know what? We're season two. Season two. We're contrary to popular belief. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, which is slutty sluts sluts. Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> uh, have, so, have you guys uh, what's been? it called? It's the last time, though. Okay. Ethan, please. Uh, for the audience, I guess it's a little uh, behind the scenes peek. Um,. Normally, we would record you using a, a program called Audacity. Mm. Um, recently, they got in a, a bit of trouble. Uh, yeah. because... what, what, what was it again, June? Oh, what on. happened to them? Uh, basically, they, the uh, owners of Audacity updated like the terms of service so that they can collect data on their users. And... Uh, they can sell that data to quote unquote potential buyers all without your consent. There's a whole well, I guess thing the, the it, consent yeah. would come with the uh the terms of service, right? Well yeah. But that's with Audacity three and later. 
So you're saying that if we uh Oh, so we just have to never update. update. Yeah, if we never update then then we're we're off the grid. <laughs> yeah. Yo, we're gonna have to be using legacy audacity, dude. It's gonna be. Because <laughs> well, I, I mean... think I have uh, what is this? Pot audacity. I think I have two point one three, which is nowhere near the <laughs> most recent release. <laughs> uh, and I have no intent to uh to update. So. Yeah, well, good for you, sticking it to the uh to the audacity, man. Yeah. You're um, not gonna get me. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, like the uh, past several episodes, I've been recording using OBS. Oh, really? Just, yeah. Yeah, just recording everybody, just recording uh, my desktop audio. Oh, man. I'd be scared. I'd be scared Something something's gonna pop up. Eh, nothing's gonna pop up. What? <laughs> okay, hold up. Oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> is a uh... oh no is this a is this an Ethan hy- hypothetical oh hold up wait what the heck Gene we're not even friends on discord <laughs> <laughs> you gonna try and message me <gasps> I mean you've already the truth you. comes out <laughs> oh my god Okay. I'm try calling you and then, uh. I mean, see, you could call me. The... I mean. Oh, yeah, just regardless. Huh? Hold on. I mean, I guess you could. Oh. Well. Well, I guess I gotta take, uh, Ethan's call. <laughs> Is this. Oh? Ah, oh, he's gone. What a bastard. <laughs> you fucking bastard. Well. <laughs> Ditch me. We could we could have had a nice little little duo segment. Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> a lot of fun this one is. <laughs> oh yeah, this is gonna be the uh the, like the leading into the the cliffhanger for for season one. I am gonna start having my our character arcs. Right now is when is when I say my my true goal. Gotta find, gotta, gotta find the jewel of Scaramanga. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going after. <laughs> That's your quest. <laughs> going after what was it again? The jewel. Did, did I say it plural? <laughs> or just one jewel? It's a single jewel. Okay. It's one. It's one solitary jewel. The biggest gem you've ever seen, Ethan. <laughs> Bigger than a watermelon. I think that's the uh like this thing, the this similar thing. similar driver and Freddy got fingered. Is it the same <laughs> the same character arc as Tom Green? I think so. Jewels. <laughs> Dude, nobody's ever seen that movie. None of, what, none of the what, audience has seen that movie. Wasn't the plot of Freddy Got Fingered just that like he wanted to become a an artist? Like yeah, a cartoonist? He wanted, become, he wanted to sell his cartoons and yeah. then eventually <laughs> eventually he yeah, he sold his cartoons and uh, made a movie. And I think he, he gets like a million dollars in jewels. And then he sells all the jewels like <laughs> immediately. <laughs> and I think he like ends up with like no money at the end or something. I think I won a couple Oscars though. So. Yeah, to our audience, if you haven't, if you yeah. haven't seen Freddy Got Fingered, it is, it's, 
I think it's the closest thing that we've gotten to in modern society to Citizen Kane. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it would be kind of like our version of Parasite. Yeah. <laughs> it's It really makes you look at the world differently in a much harsher perspective. It's we live in a society. I'm, I'm Cannot sure. recommend it enough. I'm sure I'm, I'll have a better time watching Freddy Got Fingered than I have watching 30 minutes of Citizen Kane. <laughs> that is actually true. That is actually true. I'm, I'm sorry. Actually, it might be true, though. <laughs> there's, 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 there's some dead space in that, in that movie. So, Junior, you said you had a, a segment. Oh, I do. I yeah. We we all have segment segments. Actually, we could just fucking. I know. Yeah. We came prepared. Right yeah. All right. So now my segment. We're just having another round of guess the fake artist. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> because I'm just oozing with creativity, but um, yeah. Just in case you don't know, I will give a list of about four artists. One of them is fake, and your job is to guess the fake artist. So are we okay. ready? I mean, sure. <laughs> Doesn't sound too positive. No, okay, well, thank you, Ethan. Somebody is beaming with, with positivity. All right, anyways. <clears throat> What'd you call me? <laughs> All right, so here's our first group of artists. So, we have Jockstrap, Sunkill Moon, Rat King, or Cloudy Contacts. Which one okay. is a fake artist? Okay. Um, what was the first one? Jockstrap? Jockstrap was the first one. I don't know. Um, that Sunkill Moon one sounds a little fishy. Nah, I mean... <laughs> So you, you just you just throwing words together now. Yeah. Um, uh, it was Jockstrap. There Sunco was Sunco Moon. What was the other ones? Cloudy Contacts. Oh yeah, and... Cloudy Contacts. And then Rat King. Rat King. Rat King sounds cool. Rat King does sound like a sound like a band. So I'll, uh, I think between Jockstrap and Cloudy Contacts. But Rat King could also... Oh, wait. No. No, never mind. Was that a song on uh, Infest the Rat's Nest? Is it? No. Rat King? Okay. I don't know. I haven't listened to that album in a while. Um, Great album. This is where we plugged it. Jockstrap. I'm gonna go, they... I'm gonna go... Okay, you go. You go first. Yeah, Jockstrap. I'm going Jockstrap. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say Jockstrap. Cloudy Contact seems still seems good. Still yeah. seems Rat King, and then yeah, Sunco Moon. Now it won't. We guessed wrong because Cloudy Contacts was the fake artist. Oh, oh bitch! I knew I, the alliteration. I was like, that's too now. Nah. <laughs> it's too no good. one would do that. It's, yeah, it's, a, yeah. It's, a, it's a good name. I like it. It's a. It's, that's the subtitle for season two. Bastard. <laughs> you, you fool us. Alright, next group. Your arms are my cocoon. 
underscores, bad, bad, not good, or the Spearman G's? Which one? <laughs> fake artist. Wait, did you say the Spearman G's or the Spearman? Spearman, Spearman yeah. G's. Spearman G's. What was the first one? Your arms are my cocoon. That's a good name. Junior, if you came up with that one. Wow. Just wow. Yeah, um. That's like a, like a post-rock ambient band. Right. Yeah, we might have to switch out of doing podcasts because yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if we had come up with if we had come up with a good name for this show, oh my god, <laughs> we <laughs> just make like a, a Ween album. <laughs> just, let, me, let me tell you, every every bands. podcast is a different. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Spearman G's. I'm gonna go underscores. Well, Ethan was right. It was Spearman G's. That is the fake artist. The Spearman G's. Alright, next one. Autonomy Nerve. Dr. Dog. (laughs) Thank you, scientist. Or preoccupations. Okay, I don't think thank you, scientist is real. (laughs) I'm gonna say that right now. Alternate title for OK Computer. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah um, my vote is just already going with thank you scientists alright Ethan what was the first one autonomy nerve autonomy nerve and then the second one was dr dog dr dog is real come on dude Oh, okay I don't know that that has to be real okay <laughs> <laughs> If it isn't real already, then I've given up hope on it. Can I ask for the spelling of doctor? <laughs> Can you use Dr. Dog in a sentence? DR period? Yes, it is DR period. Oh, Dr. Dog. Where did he get his degree from? Yeah. This doctor. Oh, well. I didn't ask for specifics from, uh, from the Mr. Dog. I just know that he's a doctor. That's doctor dog to you. <laughs> yeah, there's no PhD at the end. Yeah. Didn't mean to offend the good doctor. The good doctor um, dog. The good doctor dog. I'm going to go autonomy nerve. No, wait, 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 no. Autonomy nerve. Yeah, I'm going to go autonomy nerve. Why not? Oh, well, you're right again, Ethan. It <laughs> is autonomy nerve. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go again. Next one. So we have the Empire Line, Cream of Cynics, Guitar Fight from Fooly Cooly, or Twelve Rods. Oh no! Twelve Rods is real. Twelve Rods is real. And then they, Guitar uh... Fight from Fooly Cooly. I mean, I've seen Fooly Cooly. I don't. I don't know if Guitar Fight is in there, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were. Do we get I know extra the, I know the pillows are in there. What was that, Ethan? Do we get extra points if, if we can name an album by one of these artists? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you already have a sizable lead against Jose, so that would be unnecessary. Yeah, you do. There's no way I'm recovering from this. What What are the What are the bands again, June? The Empire Line, Cream of Cynics, 
Guitar fight from Fooly Cooly, or Twelve Rods. The second one is just what happens at the end of our old show, The Circle Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we could just rename the show that. Yeah, we really could. Um, but could we? Provided, be a provided, yeah, that, that's yeah, true. provided June came up with it, of course. What was the first one again? The Empire Line. Ooh. That seems it's like a maybe a New York based thing. <laughs> that seems real. I'm in an Empire state of line. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the cream one. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Just cause I want June to come up with it so that we can use it. <laughs> Oh, it's gonna be Empire Line. Yeah, nope, it is Cream of Cynics. <gasps> Let's fucking go. Season two. That's 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 the actual subtitle. Yeah, that's the two. subtitle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next group. So we have dry cleaning, the Koreatown oddity, pajama over pavilion, and bedwetter. Oh. Bedwetter sounds like a Aphex Twin song. <laughs> what was the what was that pavilion one? Pajama over pavilion. G- spell that. <laughs> P a v i l l i o n. Now, Junior, did you have to look this up when you came up with it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what were the first two? First two were dry cleaning. And the Koreatown oddity. Alright, I think it's... I think the Koreatown oddity is fake. Ethan? Jama over Pavilion. I think it's the Pavilion one. Ethan is on a streak. It is (laughs) Jama over Pavilion. I don't know how he susses him out. I guess he's just... He's just... The real music listener. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I can't say that I, that I listen to music now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. One o tricks point never. Danger Incorporated. Cannibal Ox, or Moisture Riot. All right, Moisture, moisture Riot. Riot. Yeah, but, no, 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 no. He had to throw this one in there. No, like, no, it's it's Moisture. Oh no, Riot. no. You know what? You know what? It's probably always real. <laughs> that's what that's what that's what it's gonna be. Nah, I think it's moisture, right? <laughs> Wait, hold on. There was Cannibal Ox. I think that's real, right? Cannibal Ox is real. Yeah. Okay. Same, um, same with same with Oniotrix Point. Never. Oh. And then what was the second one? Like that was the first. Danger Incorporated. Danger Incorporated. Oh. Uh, I, think I think that's real. I think it's. There's no way a band calls himself Moisture Riot. Well, you guys are right. It is Moisture Riot. <laughs> Thank fucking God. <laughs> Alright, this is the last group. Uh-oh. So we have Stiffy Commission, <laughs> Lilies, <laughs> Fleeting Joys, and Hop Along. Oh, these are hard. Fleeting Joys is real. Lily's is really simple. I can see, I can see like an indie group. Yeah, the Lily's. Yeah. Or maybe it's just a group of 
Just lilies, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like what I thought the Marias was, but then I listened to their album this week. They're not. They're not a whole bunch of Marias. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um. Yeah, honestly, it's false advertising. Call yourself Maria and the Blanks. All right, just <laughs> don't don't do that. Um. What are the options again? <laughs> Stiffy commission. Lilies. Yeah, okay, it's Stiffy Commission. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure it's Stiffy Commission. <laughs> Ethan? What was the second one? Lilies. Lilies Fleeting third? Me. Fleeting Joys. Fleeting Joys. Wait, wait you, was, did, you, did you vouch for Fleeting Joys? Uh, I do think that Fleeting Joys is real. It sounds... And then what was the last one? Hop Along. Hop Along. How do you feel about Hopalong? Got that Stiffy Commission. Dude, yeah, Stiffy Commission is fake. It has to be. Stiffy Commission. Hopalong. Stiffy Commission. Hopalong. Oh, can you get. You can't give the genres, right? No. Of the two, can you give me one of the genres? I mean, I literally cannot tell you because I did not look up the genres for these oh. bands. <laughs> Although I will, I will think about that for next time. It'll be an extra layer. Okay. I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. I'm going to say hop along. The streak ends. It is Stiffy oh. Commission. Thank God. <laughs> and there was my second round of Guess the Artist. I wanted to believe. <laughs> wow, sir. Well, thank you, Jim. Very appreciated. That was a wonderful, wonderful installment. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and it actually kind of sets up sets up my segment a little well. I just got to do a little... Perfect. A little... Equivocation right here, and we'll get to my segment. Um, <laughs> That's never a good thing. Oh. So, so well, it can be. Don't say never, Ethan. Um, uh, I only deal in absolutes. I feel like June's segment really showcased uh, the the importance of perceived truth, right? What we what we think is true in our in our gut feelings. Right. We were literally just going off of our gut feelings. And I think that that's a pretty good way to describe post-truth society. Oh, um, oh. So, <laughs> gentlemen, this weekend I watched three different movies. And I feel like all three movies had a different thing to say about post-truth society. And so I felt like I should bring you guys along on this little journey where I talk about these three films. Okay. Ooh. Um, so the first of the three films that I watched this weekend was, uh, a newer Disney. Oh, also I should mention that all of these films have come out in, you know, in post-truth society, have come out during COVID. Okay. Um, the first movie that I watched was, uh, a more recent Disney movie called Raya and the Last Dragon. And, um... Yeah, originally when I had first seen the trailer for this movie, I thought that it looked stupid. I really didn't like the title. Um, 
but then after watching it, it was it was a very mediocre movie. It's like <laughs> it's like if okay, well, a big part of the plot has to do with post truth society, but it, it's like the modern equivalent of like Treasure Planet. It's like a movie that I'm sure some people will look fondly on, but wider the wider audience won't. Um, and this is not a Pixar movie. This is Disney. Oh, no, this yeah, yeah. This is straight Disney. This distilled Disney, just <laughs> concentrated. Um, so basically, the the whole plot of this movie revolves around the last dragon. So a long time ago, in a in a made up land called Kumandra, there was um, uh, a Most whole true. bunch of yeah. whole bunch of dragons that lived in harmony with people. And then blah blah blah, you know, uh, post truth happened. All of the dragons died, and then one last dragon was like, "Okay, I'm going to save the earth." And then so the people started like uh, they deified that dragon, and the dragon's name was Sisu. And so all of the people of Kumandra they lived along this big giant waterway that's in the shape of a dragon, and all of the different. Um, I guess we'll call them tribes, right? Along this big waterway, kind of separated themselves based on their position on the giant water dragon shape, right? So there was there was a tribe at the head of it, and they were called Fang. There was a tribe on the back, they're called Spine. There's a tribe called Tail. There's a tribe called Claw. And then there's a tribe called Heart. And Heart is where Rhea is from. Right? So then all of these tribes start fighting over the the jewel that the last dragon had constructed to save the world from a, a, a huge evil. And, like, the main thing that uh, Rhea's father says before he gets turned to stone, because no one dies in this, in this universe, that's another thing that Disney added, they didn't want to let anyone die, so people get turned to stone. Um, before he gets turned to stone, he's just like, I just want everyone to trust each other. And then basically the entire movie goes on to prove why you shouldn't trust people. Oh my god! Okay. So yeah, it's a very it's a very powerful post post truth movie. Let me tell you, like the amount of times when someone's like, "Oh no, we can just you know trust them. I believe them," and then like someone's like, "Nah, you you shouldn't." Like the and then it's just I told you so. Happens about like five different times in the movie, and all of them like happen the same way so i don't want to talk too much about that movie because then we're gonna get um you know copyright struck because disney <laughs> disney cares about it so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and move on to the next movie that i watched and then this podcast would be uh owned by disney exactly. eventually will be <laughs> yeah we will be we will be once we make it big though yeah, we're just we're just speeding it up <laughs> it'll be a fat enough fish for them so, the second movie that I watched is probably my favorite out of the three that I watched this weekend. Okay. It's, um, uh, are you guys familiar with Larry Elder? Larry Elder? I can't say that I am. Yeah, me neither. Okay, so, Larry Elder is a, uh... Conservative political commentator. Um, He's like a radio guy or something. Yeah, yeah. 
He's a uh, he's a black conservative. He's uh, called known by his uh, his fans as the Sage of South Central. He's a he's an LA boy. Um, uh, and he's he's got some very he's a very opinionated man. And um, what do you think about uh, Ray and the Last Dragon? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the next movie was just a two-hour review and deconstruction and analysis of Ray and the Last Dragon, which is why it was perfect. Um, but no, uh, the actual movie that I watched this weekend was uh, Uncle Tom. Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know if you you talked about this on the on the pod, but. I... I think you you've you've brushed up against that movie before, no? I have. I have. I've heard about this movie before. I'll say it like that. I didn't know what a... approach for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I could I I could say that I was offered this movie. Um. Uh... So yeah, I watched it and. Like, I know that I was joking earlier when I said that it was just, like, a two-hour deconstruction of Rayon the Last Dragon, but it actually is just, like, a two-hour video detailing the, the Republican Party platform with with a few minor tweaks. It is... It is so crazy. Like, I don't... I don't... I don't know how else to, like, describe this movie to you guys than by, uh... Like just giving you some quotes. Are you guys okay with me providing you? Sure. Um, Go ahead. Some quotes from some people in the movie. Uh, so basically, the whole movie is supposed to detail the the experience of black conservatives in America. And so they have a lot of uh, black conservative uh, commentators on the on the dock. They have uh, Candace Owens. Jesse Lee Peterson, um, uh, Larry Elder, obviously, he's executive produced the thing and he wrote it and he's in there. Um, uh, Herman Cain was, the, he was the highlight of this whole experience. Gosh. Yeah. Like, Gone too like, soon. Actually, R.I.P. Herman Cain. <laughs> I am so sorry. Um, so, here, let me see. What was one of the first things that Candace Owens said? Um, uh, oh, the most successful black Americans are Nigerian because they aren't brainwashed. <laughs> um, uh, That's an interesting way to, to look at data. <laughs> in, in an aside, when she's speaking directly to Larry Elder, she says, Oh my God, they always call me the sunken place demon. <laughs> Dude, I can only imagine what that what Get Out did to the the black conservative movement. <laughs> Just shook their foundation. Well, part of the movie is where like all of the all of the black conservatives are talking about the mean names that they get called, right? Because that's the whole point of the movie. It's called right. Uncle Tom, and so um, yeah, they talk specifically about Get Out. They're like, yeah, people will post. That one picture of the guy from Get Out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like just that one, that one picture of the guy. His eyes are watery. I feel like that could just just look like he Stanfield entirely. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah, it's here. Let me let me see if I can find another one. Another really good one. All right. 
So, um, are you guys familiar with Damani B. Felder? I can't say that I am. Yeah. No. Okay. Damani B. Felder. Oh my god, this guy had some takes. Okay. Uh, I don't know much about him. He's just he's just a commentator to me. That's all. That's as far as I was willing to look into this guy. <laughs> but um, he's he, okay. One of the things he said was uh, the well the welfare state is slavery 2.0. And to to back this up, he said having a strong father in the house means that you don't get government benefits. So yeah, that there was a whole part of the movie dedicated to just tackling the issue of fatherlessness. Which ended up coming back in the next movie that I'm going to talk about. Um, <laughs> no, like I was as as I was watching these movies, I was oh some dude some random guy. I literally just called him a rando because I didn't want to look up who this guy was. Uh, he said that humans oh, are natural. Yeah, Randy, Randy the rando. Uh, he said that humans are naturally conservative. Um, uh, Damani B. Felder said that, uh, Trump made politics cool again. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Rob Smith said, uh, black people are starting to get the sense that we're being traded for illegal immigrants. <laughs> and, um, Muslim conservative political commentator Vish Bura said that being unapologetically capitalist is sort of the way to move forward. You want to be wealthy and successful... Well, the conservative party promotes those values. Um, so basically the whole thing is just one big political ad. And like, there are many little delightful detours along the way. Candace Owens addresses her connections to the Christchurch shooting and all that stuff. It's like pride or... No, 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 she's dispelling the rumors again. Okay. Like, she's still, she's still doing, like, she's yeah. still taking she care still of She still has her. to distance herself from that? Yeah, with the fallout. So, and yeah. Mashing um, is going to stick to you. Yeah, yeah. Hard to shake them off, PR-wise. So. so, yeah, that was, that was Uncle Tom. Um, it, it was... It was an experience that I I do actually recommend that people watch that movie. Like I will say that right here and now. Raya, like you don't you don't have to watch it, that's fine. But this one, if you can. Just is this to get a look. This, this is on Amazon Prime. Oh, on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime video. That's where I watched it. Have you seen uh I don't think this is it might be similar. Have you seen have you seen the buck breaking documentary? I haven't. We may discuss that one day on the show. Oh boy. Yeah. We'll we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get Before there. that I gotta I gotta get to my third movie. So the third movie that I watched this week was The Tomorrow War. Oh, the Chris Pratt movie? The one you... that's on Amazon Prime? Are these all yeah. no. Uh, Raya was it's not on Amazon Prime. Raya was not on Amazon Prime. Disney Plus that exclusive. Was, that was a Disney Plus exclusive. <laughs> Full disclosure, we are owned by Disney. Uh, we we are. <laughs> we actually are. If we just keep repeating uh, it, eventually they'll have to. It'll just it'll an stick. Acquisition. Yeah. Yeah, they'll they'll have to just be like, oh well, yeah, you're you're yeah, part of our. Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, you're part of Star Wars. That we own huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can we can get a Star Wars. And then uh then we'll leave this on season seven and then everyone's gonna get mad. Mm-hmm. We'll come back. We'll get a reunion special. Yeah, we'll leave a yeah. couple of Starbucks cups in the in the shops. Mm-hmm. So, um I watched the Tomorrow War. Mm-hmm. And so the plot of that movie is basically um uh in the future there's a war going on. And so future people travel back in time to recruit everyone from the past to fight in the future. But only people who are going to die like before the future war starts. Or the 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 the, the Tomorrow War, from the title. Wait, so they're going back in time to get people that are going to die in the war? Or before the war? Before the war, or also in the war. Just as long as they, like, put them in after they're already dead. Right? Oh. Like, to, like, avoid a paradox. The entire, all of the, okay. Like... (laughs) Does, does the time travel make sense? Just no. Right off that? Okay. No. All right. All right. I, it doesn't try to, and I didn't care too much. I was like, I'm not gonna focus. But uh, yeah, I'll just I'll, I'll take you through the movie. So it starts off in Medius Race, right? We get we we start off with with Chris Pratt just falling from the sky into a pool. And then we, like, cut to, like, a few, you know, I guess. Oh, wait. Damn, stupid movie. Are you, oh. are you buffering through it right now? I want to, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of how to describe it because I, I want to say, like, a few years earlier, but it's, like, but since it's time travel, it's fucked up. Um, so we go to just earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And and this and Chris Pratt is a is a biology teacher. He's like down on his luck, right? Like he goes in his class and his students like don't listen to him. He's like, oh yeah, chlor- chlorophyll. Like everyone's like, come on, man. Is and he then, still super buff? Yeah. <laughs> and so then he like asks the class, just like, oh, does anyone have anything to say? Like, can someone like? You know, anything that someone wants to talk about, and then one kid like raises his hand really high, and he's like, he's like, anyone except that kid? Yeah. And um, I called that kid. I, he has an actual name, but I called him Incel Volcanoes Kid because uh, he's he's just a kid who who like is always gushing about volcanoes. Um, of... it's, it's just like yeah, it's it, he's he's a. No, he's a Chekhov character for sure. Okay. He's, he's just in there for. Uh, is it like the third is there like a moment where like there's a a volcano and they're like, yes. don't have any experts, and then they turn it like they turn to him and like he has his headphones on. And that's like, he's like, huh? Basically, yeah. <laughs> because I had I had in my movie notes here that Incel Volcanoes Kid is the key. And so, they always are. Um. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, Chris Pratt then goes to fight in the future, and then once he starts fighting in the future, uh, the alien creatures that they're fighting are called White Spikes. 
so called because they're they're giant white aliens and they shoot out spikes. Um, Wait, hold on. How did he get recruited to fight in this future war? Oh yeah, there's a draft, a global draft. For in the future, like yeah, no, no, like in the present, but people from the future are facilitating it. Junior, are you following? Dude, no. <laughs> that's that's all I can say. But you know, I'm what? actually I'm actually doing a tremendous job of explaining it. So. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, that, that's on us then. Yeah, I, I, no, I didn't blame no, you. I, I I blamed Chris Pratt. It's yeah, the movie's I, fault. I blame Chris really. Pratt as well. Yeah, he made the movie. Yeah. So every um, movie should follow Citizen Kane rules, where the main actor is responsible for directing and writing. So Chris Pratt is at fault here. It is all his doing. So you're saying that there was a present draft mm -hmm. that people in the present know about. Yeah. That in the future they fight? Mm-hmm. How, how distant of a future is it? Like 30 years, I think. Oh. Okay. So why don't they just do a draft then? Oh, because everyone's dying. There are only 500,000 people left in the future. <laughs> Total? On, on Earth, yeah. At that point, it's kind of game over, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, because they, they lose the future war, but then Chris Pratt is in the past, and he's like, oh, we got to figure out how to stop the, the Tomorrow War from happening. And then that's when Volcano's kid is like, well... And... <laughs> if we get a volcano, then... <laughs> um, at one point, Chris Pratt, uh, I have a quote here. This is the only quote that I took. Oh, no, wait, no. I took two. I took three. Oh, um, uh, I, took, I took three quotes, so I'll say them all. Um, um, the first quote is, you have to do what no one else is willing to be the best. Um... Wait, can you say that again? <laughs> you have to do what no one else is willing to be the best. <laughs> Number two, one more time. We need our fathers and mothers to fight beside us in the future. <laughs> oh. oh. And, and number three, if if there's one thing the world needs right now, it's science. So as you see, all of these all, all, these three quotes are really are really the only thing that that make this movie a post truth society movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like basically, when they said the we need our fathers and mothers to fight beside us in the future, they were like, we need the win the wisdom of the past to guide us. I was like, ah. Uh -huh. Peterson, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Someone, someone's sounding mighty conservative right now. It's the future war. Um. So. Yeah. So I watched those three movies this weekend. And, uh, basically, the segment doesn't have anything to do with the first or third movie, but... <laughs> okay. Which was your favorite but... one? Oh, I told you already, Uncle Tom. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uncle Tom was, was the best experience I had this weekend. <laughs> oh. And, uh, when, actually, when... actually, it is a phrase that Jose says pretty often. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't say <laughs> Don't... Please, don't say that. 
Got him. So when looking into this movie, I looked more into Larry Elder, and I found out that Larry Elder has, you know, his own... a lot of stuff. He has his own webpage, his own column that he writes in, his own podcast. Oh, of course. And wow. so... Oh, we can, we can get thought... Larry Elder on the... It's <laughs> Well, actually... Oh, does he have booking? So, guys, um, this is this is the start of a new a new journey for us. Oh yes. Um, so Larry Elder's podcast is called Eldorado, spelled Elder, A D A D O. Um. And so, in are you guys familiar with the with the uh, hit DreamWorks movie, The Road to Eldorado? Sure. Yeah. I'm familiar with the imagery, but mm-hmm. I don't really remember the movie. Yeah, there's the there's Mayans. Um uh <laughs> So basically we're gonna go on the road to El Dorado. We are going to try to get Larry Elder's attention. <laughs> oh, no. And try to get to El Dorado. We're just gonna try to make it. And I think that the first step to getting there is with a little game. Um, uh, oh, so no. this game will test will test multiple multiple facets of your guys' black conservative knowledge. Oh, and, perfect! I've we'll, been waiting for, <laughs> and will push you guys to learn more about the world that you really live in. Yes. Oh, okay. As a black conservative, I've <laughs> I've already lived it. So the first event, I'll call it that, is um, I'm going to be reading more quotes from Uncle Tom, and I'm going to be giving you guys options as to who said the quote. Okay. And then you guys, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, the first quote is, black conservatives are escaping the plantation. Um... <laughs> And your okay. options are uh, Megyn Kelly, no, Candace Owens, right. uh, yeah, that seems about right, or Jesse Lee Peterson. Ooh, I don't think, I don't think Jesse Lee Peterson can construct a sentence like that. So I'm gonna say Candace Owens. Oh, that's messed up. <laughs> Dude, have you seen him? <laughs> well, yeah, I saw him plenty. <laughs> yeah, in the, docu- in the documentary. So yeah, it's probably Candace Owens. Y- yeah, I- I'm thinking the same thing, honestly. <laughs> okay, yeah, it was Candace Owens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Alright, next quote. History is written by academics, and academia is a tool of the left. Was this said by Brandon Tatum? Tad Jackson or R.C. Maxwell? Oh, dude, I don't know who these people are. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> what was the third one? Uh, the third one was R.C. Maxwell. Junior, who are you going with? Oh, dude, dude, repeat those names again. Brandon Tatum, Chad Jackson, and R.C. Maxwell. I'm gonna go with Tad. Gonna go with uh, R.C. Maxwell. June, right on this one. It was R.C. Maxwell. <laughs> okay, that sounded like a very uh, R.X. quote. 
<laughs> RC quote, whatever. RC Cola. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. RC. Um, uh, the next quote is, Left makes up big words to confuse us. <laughs> <laughs> now, that might be a Jesse Lee Peterson one. <laughs> Your options are... <laughs> Carol Swain, Alan West, and Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Jesse Lee Peterson. Yeah, I'm going to go with that too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well? Yeah, it's Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Democratic Party has always been focused on pushing eugenics and abortion on the black community. Oh, man. Was, was this Damani B. Felder? Wait, how do you spell was that? Was this uh, D-A-M-A-N-I, Damani, oh, okay. and then Felder. I thought it was okay. like the baby, but for money. Damani B. Felder, Candace Owens, or Carol Swain? What was the quote again? The quote was, the Democratic Party has always been focused on pushing eugenics and abortion on the black community. No, I don't know any of these people. I'm going to go to the second one. Uh, repeat the first one. The first one was uh, Damani B. Felder. Yeah, I'm going to go with that guy. Then, Eth, you said Candace Owens? Oh, was it Candace? No, not Candace. I'm going to go with Damani. Damani? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was actually Carol Swain. Um, uh, yeah. I was going to say them next. <laughs> My next guess. <laughs> and let me see. Where are we? Where are we at with the next one? Oh, this Larry Elder guy looks familiar. Oh yeah, dude. You Is he probably... like a fox. Oh, okay. Guy? Yeah, yeah. Fox loves him. <laughs> All right. the The next and final quote of this part of of this leg, of the segment. Um. Uh, is they don't want us talking about black-on-black -black crime. That's because liberal supremacy is more threatening than white supremacy. Wait, what? Was this Larry Elder, Herman Cain, or Candace Owens? Also, I lied. This isn't the last one. There's one more. I feel like I feel like Larry Elder would probably have a more more hard hitting quote than that. But you said it was Larry Elder, Herman Cain, and Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then you said Herman Cain was the highlight, so I feel like he's gonna have some crazy quote. I'm gonna go with Larry Elder, friend of the show. Friend, of the, friend of the show, Larry Elder. Soon to be friend of the show. <laughs> no, he's already a friend. 
just doesn't, he just doesn't know, it. know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Herman Cain. Okay. Well, you're both wrong. It was Owen. Jeez. Oh, yeah. the show. Yeah. All right. And finally, the last quote. Anytime someone calls me an Uncle Tom, I just tell them I'll see you at the bank. Was this Jesse Lee Peterson, Alan West, or Herman Cain? That 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 seems Herman Cainy. You know what? I can see it. I'll go with that as well. Oh, it was Herman Cain. Yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. he's the best part of this, dude. Nah, he's just <laughs> that's having a good fun. quote. <laughs> he's just having Damn fun with think. it. He's just having fun with it. He's just like I'm. <laughs> he's like you. You guys know me. <laughs> I don't need to prove anything to you. <laughs> he's not a businessman. He's a businessman. Precisely. All of these other people in this in this documentary, they're all trying to get established. He's like, I've been there. I've already passed on. I'm on the I'm on the next level, literally. And that is why consciousness. That is why Herman Cain is the best part of that movie. So next up, we're gonna be looking at um Larry's recommended books from his website. So on Larry's website, he has um uh, okay fourteen pages of books. Oh, um, God. yeah, each with like uh, synopses. Here, how many? How many are on each page? Eleven. Eleven books on each page. So fourteen by eleven. That's what I don't know. Hundred forty upwards of that. All right. So, um, uh, I'm just going to be reading some titles, and I want you guys to, you know, try to guess what it's about. Okay? okay. Now, okay. All, of these, all of these books are going to be conservative political books, so they will explain themselves in the title. Okay? okay? Right. You, can be, you can be rest assured with that. But I want you guys to try and guess where they're going to go. So, the first one is Words for Warriors. Fight back against crazy socialists and the toxic liberal left. <laughs> So what do you think this we, book? What is are we supposed to do with these? Try to <laughs> tell me what the book is about, <laughs> <laughs> based on the title alone. So I said, wait, did they say words of warriors? Words for warriors fight back against crazy socialists and the toxic liberal left. Is it just how to like argue with liberals? Yeah, I was I was thinking about just how to argue with like just some fucking person on Twitter, <laughs> some guy on the street. Yeah, basically. Here, I'll read I'll read Larry's little synopsis. Oh yeah, Larry provides a synopsis for all of these. Obviously, it's not Larry. It's probably some poor intern. But no, no I like to think I like to think that yeah, he puts a little bit of himself in each of these reviews. So, in words for warriors, with her trademark wit and intelligence, Sam Sorbo shows exactly how radical left wingers have manipulated language to fit their own socialistic and anti freedom agenda. And Sam Sorbo is on a mission to reclaim today's hot button culture war words for all freedom loving Americans. After hearing all the hatred spewing from ideologues mainstream media, and social justice warriors, and political hacks, Sam Sorbo was fed up. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to give. Um, but, yeah, so basically, it's, it's helping uh, conservatives learn, learn to talk lib. 
Dude. <laughs> Based off that description, I don't know if that book was written like 2019 or 2015. Jeez. Oh, yeah. well, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you right now. Do people even use that term anymore? SJW? Oof. Oh, the I mean, publication I've... date for this book, and I guess this could be a second part of it. Uh, the publication date was January 26, 2021. Oh, this year. Yeah. Are all of these recent? Uh, yes. Oh my God. Or, uh, the ones on this page are. None of the ideas are. <laughs> I can tell you that. No, they aren't. All right, next one. Fault Lines, the Social Justice Movement and Evangelicalism's Looming Catastrophe. Oh my god, is this like going to freak some evangelical person out like they're coming for you? Jude, Jesus. What, what, what's, your, what's your guess as to what yeah, this book is? Yeah, dude, be? it's 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 like when I saw like that one tweet where someone's like, oh, they're going to cancel Jesus. Something like they that. Already did. Um, they, they put him up on the cross. Oh, dude. Nah. They're gonna they're gonna go after the, the SJWs are gonna go after them, you know, those pesky SJWs. Yeah. The SJ the SJWs were the ones that crucified Jesus. <laughs> uh yeah, actually that's all everything that you guys said is in this book. So the ground is moving. The death of George Floyd at the hands of police in the summer of twenty twenty shocked the nation. As riots rocked American cities, Christians affirmed from the pulpit and in social media that black lives do matter. That racial justice is the gospel issue. What if more to the social justice movement that those Christians understand? Even worse, what if they've been duped into preaching ideas that actually oppose the kingdom of God? In this oh, powerful wait. book... Oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's an interesting twist, okay. <laughs> In this powerful book, Vadi Bosham, a, a preacher, professor, and cultural apologist, explains the sinister worldview behind the social justice movement and critical race theory. Ding, 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 ding! Oh. Word of the week! Oh, Phrase of the week! Oh, if I had a bell, I would ring it right now. Maybe I'll, like, edit mm -hmm. in a fucking yeah, bell sound. <laughs> yeah. New fucking segment, let's go! Critical race speed round! No, I'm joking. I, I wish I, 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 critical race theory. <laughs> I wish that I had thought that far ahead to make a critical race theory speed round, but uh, we'll save that for next one. Yeah. So revealing how it already has infiltrated some seminaries, leading to internal denominational conflict, canceled careers, and lost livelihoods. Like a fault line, it threatens American culture in general and the evangelical church in particular. It was so funny. It was like. Because the beginning part was like the evangelicals saw an injustice and called it out, but actually <laughs> they were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you were you thought God wanted you to do this, but you were sinning. You trust your fucking gut people. instinct to, to sniff out the horrors of the world. All right, guys. Next book: Breaking the News, exposing the establishment media's hidden deals and secret corruption. Ooh. Well, I mean, there's there's probably something to say about breaking news, but I doubt that book says it <laughs> says probably the the responsible thing. It's like, okay, maybe maybe you shouldn't like jump at breaking news immediately, but I I doubt the book probably says something responsible like that. So it's probably just gonna be some lame thing like, oh look, 
they uh they have corporate donors look at them yeah something like that so it kind of yes right it's just going to be tackling fake news but it kind of does it through the lens of a a young conservative editor-in-chief of breitbart that's oh awesome. That's, that's, that's as far as I'm going. That is as far as I'm going in this description. Um, yeah. That's, that's, I'm not going. I'm not going. Wait, was it an editor of Breitbart? Wait, what is it? The editor, the editor-in-chief of Breitbart. So the editor-in-chief of Breitbart is talking about responsibility in journalism. Yes. Very, very interesting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That is definitely a book that I'm sure people will be smarter after reading it. <laughs> okay, guys. Don't lie to me and stop trying to steal our freedom. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, stop trying to lie to me and take away. Dude, that's like a... a... That's like the the slogan, Jesus. Yeah, basically. <laughs> what like... do you mean I can't say the N word anymore? <laughs> I feel like that could have, that could be the subtitle of any of the books so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, um, these are all made up books. I just stuck them in me. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no. No, <laughs> uh, but after a while. After a while, like I've I've gone through all fourteen pages, and they do they do blend in. Uh, dude, that's one thing that's like super boring about conservatives. They're all like they all start blending in. It's it's one <laughs> yeah it's one trick every time. It's it's just it's always it's always the fake immigrants. The interesting those, ones those are immigrants. the ones that like like the uh, the freedom ones, and then the <laughs> the anti freedom ones. Those are that's the interesting yeah. divide, where like they start talking about like states' rights, and the other ones like, no, I don't believe in any rights. <laughs> I believe in nothing. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I was drawn to Uncle Tom, just because I was very curious, like, to see what it would be like. And yeah, they they basically said that left. Reduce the amount of African American births in the United States, and so that the Democrats can get another new voting base. It's all part of some some larger conspiracy. Am I back or not? <laughs> oh yeah, you're back. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So they're saying that they there's an increase of increased birth rates. Oh, de- decrease in birth rates. At all of like Planned Parenthood, like the you know killing babies, like as like besides just being a sin, it's also meant to oppress black people, because Margaret Sanger, who founded like what eventually became Planned Parenthood, was a racist. Yeah. Okay, but back to don't lie to me and stop trying to steal our freedom. What's this book about? 
Uh, <laughs> it could be like any of these. Yeah, it could. <laughs> it's it's been what we've been talking about this entire time. Yeah. Uh the next one is what we've been talking about this entire time. Oh man. And the the next one's the last one, and it's my favorite one. Oh boy. Is it, uh, is it just my struggle? Basically. <laughs> Yeah, no guesses. This is from Judge Janine Pierre Pierre. Oh, wait. <laughs> she wrote, "Stop lying to me." She wrote, "Don't lie to me and stop trying to steal our freedom." And this came out this year, right? Yes, sir. No, it probably came out last year. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, there's. Is it about the election? Um. Yeah. I have no idea. Dude, it's like super broad. Yeah. Yeah, it is about the election and like impeachment and stuff and like the apparent alleged. So Judge Jeanine Pierro, author of two New York Times bestsellers, explo- exposes the lies and distortions of the president's enemies. It's been nearly four years since President Trump took office, and Judge Jeanine Pierro has had enough of the left's countless lies and false accusations. He is now forced to ask, how could anyone vote against President Trump this November? What more could you possibly want? <laughs> well, you know okay, guys. Next up, <laughs> from acclaimed writer Lou Dobbs. The Trump Century, how our president changed the course of history forever. <laughs> that's that's a pretty bold claim to make. Sixteen years into into a century. Such, such a good title. Less than less than a fifth. No, it said the course of history forever. <laughs> Man's history, Ethan. This is going down in the books as, like, the equivalent of the internet. Like... Well, I don't know. Uh, we, we have no idea what's going to happen in these, these next coming years, so... There's a nuclear war. Technically, he would have influenced uh, the history of man, right? Oh, yeah. June, any guesses? Dude, dude, I don't even know, man. This could go <laughs> anywhere. In any of... So many directions. Oh, yeah. Is it just like a blatant celebration of, of Trump and everything Trump? Yeah. So, here, I'll read the description. How did Donald Trump almost single-handedly reverse America's decline? Reverse America's decline? As the, the world's only superpower was economically adrift. The world's only superpower. world's only superpower. Was economically adrift, policing the world at the expense of American lives and trillions of dollars, weighed down by one-sided trade and security agreements with Europe and China ratified in a different era. Elites of Wait, both so... political parties battled over who would manage America's decline from preeminent world power. In the Trump century, the indomitable Lou Dobbs explains how Trump has steered the debate every day he has been in politics, greatly expanding what Washington thinks is possible. 
2016, the globalist elites demanded no one speak about limiting illegal immigration or securing our borders. Elites told you communist China would soon be like us, and the PC orthodoxy told you what you could or could not say. You were told America's middle class could never grow again and wages would be stagnant into perpetuity. Trump reversed all of that as radical Democrats and the deep state conspired to overthrow his presidency as the deadly pandemic <laughs> raged and orchestrated street protests and violent riots dominated news headlines. Well, it not only made America great again, again but created a new standard for all future presidents, likely has set the American agenda for the next hundred years. The Trump century Jesus. opens a window into Trump's thinking on the economy, foreign policy, and border security, and will energize his allies when they realize the future they've helped shape. Jesus. That's his description. I like how he said he wanted America to be a superpower and then complained about America policing the world. Yeah, it not being the superpower. <laughs> yeah, like, w do you want it to be a superpower? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, and then uh, also the... complaining about <laughs> illegal immigration. Or just immigration in general, probably. Oh, dude, and well, I bet you anything will probably be, like, for low taxes. Oh, hell yeah. No, dude, the whole... Like, we have a, a, a base of workers coming in that have already been pretty much, like... Like, we don't have to spend taxes on them. We just get workers. Why would you not offer that? You're, like, for low taxes. You don't have to educate these people. <laughs> They're just coming in, and they want to work. Yeah. Uh, the, like, in the movie alone, there were so many contradictions. Like, you remember that one quote about academia being a tool of the left? It was uh, from, yeah. like, a PhD or whatever. Yeah, from, from like, <laughs> every single, like, commentator, they were like, well, I, I picked myself up by my bootstraps. I paid my way through college. I was like, oh, okay. Then they talk about Booker T. Washington, and I'm like, oh, all right, are they going to focus on, like, his other stuff besides the school? And they were like, no, just the school. <laughs> and and I was like, oh, okay. So, they, they... what is it? Do they distrust us or not? At least with Herman Cain, I knew where, where I stood. <laughs> Herman Cain, was, you, know, you know where you, you stand. You, you stand with Herman Cain. Yeah. All right, that's all. <laughs> Enough said. That's all you got to do. Not not this not Damani B Felder or R C Maxwell. Who the fuck is that? Oh um, man, household name. That last book should have been about Herman Cain. It's a household name because he probably haunts it pretty pretty often. <laughs> <laughs> old stomping grounds. Yeah, it was a boy. Do we need to get Herman Cain on the show? Form a seance. Like I, I, I would have, I would have wanted that so bad, but I mean, we'll have to settle for Elder Barry. If if you hear this, <laughs> please. Man, we should write one of these books. <laughs> just make our own like conservative, conservative. book. Just yeah. like just write a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. Yeah, that's really all you gotta do. You have to, well, you have to realize that it's it's not just coming up with a bunch of bullshit. It's coming up with statistics. 
Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> that's yeah, a I'm whole... sure all of those are really, really vetted statistics. That's a whole nother level of bullshit, man. That you have to take into account. You gotta have percentages. Oh, did any of them, like... Oh, no. I don't... I don't think they would. Did any of them try pulling, like, a 1350? Yeah. Uh, FBI crime statistics? Yes, but I mean, they also... Oh. One, I think at one point, one of them said, work shall set you free, and that's what... And, oh. <laughs> and, and, yeah, you know... That's getting pretty close. So that's not skirting. That's, that's <laughs> up. You're grinding on it. You're... That, that's, a, that's a full landing. It is a <laughs> the wheels touch down on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Man, I think we could write the book. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we could. We'll uh, we'll use the name, the pen name, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? Okay, actually, that actually would kind of work out, because it wasn't there like a a big boost in like uh, Latino Trump supporters. Yeah, same same as the Black conservative movement. Yeah, there you yeah, go. we could like we can write like a similar thing where it's like instead of leaving the plantation, it's like oh, we left the Home Depot Home Depot parking lot. No, we left we left the grape fields, man. Grape <laughs> or the the strawberry fields, I yeah, guess, right? Yeah, the strawberry fields on fucking. Orange groves and boop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, <laughs> hey, do you... Walmart. <laughs> okay, okay, little side... <laughs> side note. Do you think that there's any, like, any, like, really chicanissimo conservatives out there? Yep. Like Aslan Chicanissimo. Oh. Uh, In addition really to conservative. All right. That'd be really I'm, funny. I'm trying to picture that. And I can, I can, I can imagine. I think that Latino, would just. Like, a Latino be, like that. That'd just be the Native American exceptionalism joke character that I came up with. <laughs> that'd basically be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Viva la Rasa, but it's like not, not that Rasa, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one, just yeah, one Rasa. One. Yeah. Was that the last book? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Oh. No. Brockets is muted. They silenced him. <laughs> and there there it is, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Oh, man. The liberal media. Silencing. <laughs> A devout... Uh, conservative POC. 
But notice how they can't keep me silent forever. Oh. Eventually, there's a breaking point. <laughs> Speaking of breaking points, uh, I have a game too. Oh. Okay. But instead of breaking, we're going to be connecting. Oh. What? Okay, Kojima. Chill. <laughs> we're going to be connecting. It's going to be harmonious. It's going to be... I don't, I don't, I don't know right. about all this harmony bullshit. <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, there's going to be some rules. Okay. Uh, for each of these... I, I actually, oh. The game is... Uh, I'm going to ask... I'm going to give you guys a hint, right? And then I want to know what connects these four clues, right? And so I'm going to ask one of you... Uh, you know, I'll give you guys a hint. Like, Jose, let's say I give you Irma. Do you, do you, would you have any idea? Probably not. Irma? Like, like, I-R-M-A? Like yeah, Irma. Yeah, okay, you know what, hold on, Junior, cut that out, cut that out. We're gonna redo this again. <laughs> We're gonna redo the opening. <laughs> uh, if you say so. Or just, or just cut out the, the part until I start explaining the actual game. Right. Keep the keep the segue yeah. though. That was a good one. That was a good segue. What? <laughs> uh, all right. In this game, I'm gonna ask what connects these four clues. So if I were to give you Irma, Maria, Harvey, and Katrina, they would be obviously names of hurricanes, right? Yeah. And so I'm gonna be giving you guys these hints one at a time. The fewer hints that you guys use to figure out whatever connects them, the more points I'll give. Uh, and I'll give you guys a minute on each one. But if you come up with the wrong connection, your opponent has a chance to steal. Oh. Ooh. All right. So Look. I'm going to ask. Okay, okay, wait. I have I have a question. Of course. Where, what if there's a different, not immediately explicit connection <laughs> that still exists among the four? Uh, depends how loose it is. Okay. Like I'll. Yeah, it depends how loose it is. We'll we'll ask the judges. Who are the judges? Uh, they're off camera. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so I'm gonna ask uh, Jose heads or tails. Tails. All right, we're flipping the coin. And we get tails. Alrighty. So you'll be going first. Right. Goody. And I'll also be dropping these in the Discord because yeah. just in case my my voice cuts out, at least you'll get the uh the clues still. Alright. You have one minute on the clock, and then just say next hint when you're ready for the next one. Go. First one, Guam. And if I make a guess, it's that's, that's my only guess, right? Yeah, I mean, you could just talk through your, your thought process, but yeah. Okay, I mean, no, already, I mean, this is a... 40 seconds left. Pacific Island, American Territory. Uh, that's with a G. 
what, what are they making? Guam. Guam? Uh, I'm good for. Next hint. Next hint. Saipan. 15 seconds remaining. Oh, Saipan. Korea? No. And time's up. Next hint. <laughs> uh, I will be. I'll. I'll drop the the two extra hints that are there, so that it's gonna go to Junior. We have Guam, Saipan, Leyte, and Wake Island. Do you know what connects these four hints? Are these uh, Philippine islands? Mm, no. Uh, these are actually major Pacific World War II battles. Battles, yeah. Once I saw Lady, I was like... Oh. Alright, so unfortunately, no, uh, no points there, but on to the next one. Uh, Junior, you'll be starting off this one. Okay. Uh, let's see. And... Can you give us a countdown where we're at? Ten seconds? Alright. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and here's your first hint. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Fucking freak. <laughs> uh, American singer-songwriter. Uh, nasally voice. Uh, next hint. Adam Driver. <laughs> have 30 seconds remaining. Oh my god. So, actor, next in. Hulk Hogan, you have 15 seconds remaining. <laughs> Is it big noses? No. Oh, Ask for the next one. That was the next one. Sure. Oh, time's out. Alright. Here's the final hint. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Jose. <laughs> Jose, do you, uh, do you want to take a guess? Okay. Oh my I god. See. I, I see it uh, now. Ah, uh, I don't. Ah, uh, fuck. Ooh, oh. no answer. No. Uh, Junior, do you know what it is? They've all said a slur. Specifically, they are all white people that have said the N-word uh, on a scale of least egregious to most egregious. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Moving on to the next one. Some drivers isn't that egregious. <laughs> yeah, that's why. He's on the, uh, <laughs> on, on like the better it. half. <laughs> all right. The next one will go to Jose, and time starts now. First hint, little green bag. Mm. Okay. Did little green bag. I mean, I know that it was in Reservoir Dogs. Okay, for some happiness with Forty seconds remaining. Out to the right. Do 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 do. 
30 seconds remaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it the George Baker selection? It was the George Baker selection. That's all I had to remember. Next hint. 15 seconds. Next hint. Always is always forever. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no. Next hint. <laughs> Next hint. Cat people putting out the fire. Okay. Okay. Ooh. What? Out of time? Total? Um, yeah, I got it. Yeah. Out of time. Alright, here is the last hint. Bang, bang, my baby shot me down, Junior. Do you think you know what connects these four hints? Hmm. Are these uh, songs that appeared in Pulp Fiction? Oh, unfortunately, no. But these are all songs from Quentin Tarantino movies. Oh, uh, Jose, Jose <laughs> got it almost immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, always is always forever. I hold on. I have to look that one up. Uh. uh hmm. Hold on. That was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Cat People putting out the fire was in Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. And then Bang Bang was uh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Oh, Kill Bill, yeah. Alrighty. They're both the same. Back yeah. to Jose. What? Oh, why, am I, why am I getting it twice? <laughs> oh, uh, Junior. Yes. Excuse me. Junior. Here we go. Uh, all right. Here is your first hint. Baby. Baby. Okay. Simple, straightforward. Uh, next hint. Baby shark dance. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna guess. Forty seconds remaining. I'm gonna guess and say that these are songs with the word "baby" in it. Ooh, unfortunately, no. No, okay. Uh, here is the next hints. Jose, I will give you 10 seconds. No. Yeah, I'll give you 10 seconds. We have the next hints, Sadak 2 and YouTube Rewind 2018. Everyone controls Rewind. Um... I believe that these are most disliked videos on YouTube? That is absolutely correct. Ooh. These are the most disliked YouTube videos. With the uh, baby. Still still number one. What the hell yeah, is the doctor? <laughs> don't worry, you don't you don't wanna watch <laughs> it. It's uh I think it's uh, an Indian movie that apparently a lot of people were upset about because there was like something with nepotism or something. Yeah, it's weird. I see. And then YouTube Rewind was an atrocity, so. Alright, so Junior. With one point. Wait, that was my point. I thought that was Jose's. Oh, it was Jose. Dude, I'm getting mixed up. I'm on the board, bitch. Hold on. 
I'll just put JK in the Discord. <laughs> okay, well. I mean, you could have edited it and put Jose one point. Oh, yeah. Jose now. Yeah. Wait, you, you can you... edit in this? Yeah, you mm -hmm. could. Like, if you left-click just... the message, you could, uh... No, not left-click. Well, I can't do it because um, it it's your message, but yeah. You can, uh, you can edit your message. Does it delete it from your guys's, or do you guys still see Junior one point? Uh, yeah, I don't I, see yeah, it. I, I don't see it anymore. Yeah. <gasps> Man. Technology. Yeah. Alrighty. So we now go to... That was Junior's last one, and then so now it's going to go back to Jose? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Alright, here is the first hint. Britney Spears. Next time. Bruce Springsteen. Mm, next hint. <laughs> 40 seconds remaining. Uh, Bob Seeger. Next hint. Next hint. Barbara Streisand. Musical artists that start with whose initials are BS. <laughs> that is exactly true. These are musical artists whose initials are BS. Nice. I was like, did they did they do a movie together? I was like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> now Jose is at two points. Still many many points to for grabs here. All right, we are now at the second round. Oh no. Right. What, happens, what happens in the second round? Now, the second round is very similar to the first round, except now there's a sequence to these. So I'm going to give you the first... Actually, no, I'm not going to give you the first three initially. I'm going to, again, give you, you know, hints as we go. But I want you to guess the fourth one. And then a bonus point... Actually, no. No bonus point for guessing the category. You'd have to know the category to get the fourth one. So you just have to guess the fourth one, right? Okay. So, are our points worth double now? No. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll begin with Junior, since we ended with Jose last time, right? Right. All right. A Junior. Let's see. I have to, like, time it out right. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. So, Alright. There's your first... No, oh, just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> it didn't enter. Okay, hold on. We'll, we'll get the next round. Alright, there you go. First one. SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. That's your first hint. Uh, next one. Next one. Gary the Snail. Next one. Patrick Starr. 20 seconds remaining. So would the fourth one be Squidward Tentacles? That is absolutely correct. Squidward Tentacles is the fourth one. What is the what is the category? Um, characters in the cartoon SpongeBob SquarePants. But what's the sequence? Oh, the sequence. 
What do you mean by sequence? There's a there's well, a we've arranged order. by. Can I can I? Yeah, of course. I believe they're arranged by their their residences. Not residences. This is actually the order of appearance in the series for all of these characters. Uh, specifically the Help Wanted episode. I see. So it begins oh. with SpongeBob, then goes to Scary, and then Patrick. So the next one after Squidward would be uh, Mr. Krabs. Right. Alrighty. Now we go to Who's he? Uh, let me know when you're ready. All right. First hint. Harrison Ford. Ooh. Fjord. Next one. Leonardo DiCaprio. Alright, next one. Robert Downey Jr. You have 40 seconds remaining. Son of a bitch. This one, this one's a bit harder. Admittedly. Twenty seconds remaining. Ten seconds. Oh, I don't know. I'll send it to June. <laughs> and time, Junior. Do you think you can uh, you can guess fourth in the sequence? We have Harrison Ford, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Robert Downey Jr. Dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final, uh, I guess, hint uh, is Sam Worthington. Does anyone have any any guesses as to what the category is? Sam Worthington. What sequence? Fuck Sam Worthington. Yeah, this is the the hard part. <laughs> well, it's the top billed actors in the highest grossing movies of all time. So Harrison Ford would be The Force Awakens, Star Wars. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is in Titanic. Robert Downey Jr. is Avengers: Endgame. And Sam Worthington is Avatar. <laughs> Unfortunately, no one. No one remembers his name. I won't do it all.